0: Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always a pleasure to have this, uh, this man back. It's Dr. Peter McCullough. It's uh, MD, MPH, FACC, FAHA, FASN, FNKF, FNLA, FCRSA, cardiologist, epidemiologist. That's probably why, Doc, you got kicked off of Twitter. Too many, too many things after your name. Could that be it?
1: I tell you, the Twitter uh, incident needs some context uh, you know, I previously had a Twitter account called COVID 19 Treatments. It was a scientific account uh, right. that was through 2020, 2021. It was ultimately uh, permanently suspended, and I became a plaintiff in a multi plaintiff lawsuit against Twitter for the uh, basically illegal censorship that Twitter was doing with our accounts. Twitter's a common carrier, uh, they don't have any role in deleting accounts. Uh, at most, they could follow the Federal Communications Commission, uh, you know, guidance on pornography, which which they don't even do. They don't do that. Uh, but uh, so Twitter prevailed, though. They said and the courts agreed that Twitter uh, has the right to publicly participate in the COVID conversation by manipulating our accounts. They prevailed on what's called slap legislation. This was astonishing. <clears throat> and then about a week ago. Uh, when the news that Elon Musk was going to, you know, buy Twitter, that was back on. We showed we, lots of people had instability in their accounts. The big user accounts had uh, followers added and subtracted. And uh, and then on Thursday night, uh, October 6th, um, uh, you know, I had a total of 500. Actually, it's interesting you captured that. That was on the way down. I had five hundred and twelve thousand followers. Oh, wow. Thir- Thursday night, Joe, Joe. Twitter drained the account to zero. I have a screen capture of zero followers. They drained me to zero. Then they suspended me. I was trying to back up my data. They wouldn't let me back it up. My tech and legal teams got involved. Now Twitter is backpedaling. So what's going on, and and, you know, if Elon Musk is potentially uh, playing a role of Twitter's trying to do things before Musk, I've asked Musk to come out. I'm happy to talk to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I eclipsed him on the Joe Rogan experience with the most views and nice. downloads and conversation. I'd be happy to, as a public figure, your person to person, talk to him about this form of medical censorship. Uh, you know, right after me, Twitter went after Surgeon General Joe Ladapo from Florida. Exactly right. Yeah, Joe had published uh, on Twitter findings. 83% excess mortality, young people age 18 to 39 are taking the vaccines. Uh, Joe's a Harvard-trained physician. Uh, you know, I've trained at the best institutions as well. I have you know, degrees in, from uh, from uh, Baylor, UT Southwestern, uh, University of Washington, uh, the University of Michigan, Southern Methodist University, where, you know, we're, we're some of the best trained people in the whole United States getting censored. Joe came out on Fox News. He was on Tucker Carlson. Twitter promptly restored his tweet and restored his account. Now I'm dealing with Twitter
0: Right. Oh, I want to I want to stop you there because there's a whole lot of information we've thrown out just to show you my my response to to the fact that you were suspended. I actually went after Elon Musk. I said, "Can this stop and you take over?" Dr. P. McCullough has no reason to tell anything but the truth when it comes to healthcare. This is digital fascism. And then I I uh, put a hashtag your name. I mean, obviously, you were only putting out peer reviewed stuff that you know, uh, information that was above reproach. So so the basic question happens to be, Dr. McCullough, why exactly do they not want you to be heard? Who whose pocket are they in? Is it Fauci calling it? Is it Walensky at the CDC calling it? Who's making this decision that's making Twitter stop stop you from informing my family and me, which is what we need?
1: I had thousands of uh, peer reviewed abstracts and manuscripts, graphical format videos, presenting scientific data, uh, feedback, discussion, discourse. And what we know through now separate legal action through American first legal Twitter and Facebook were meeting with the CDC, they still may be meeting with the CDC to craft this false uh, agenda, this false narrative. That's what's going on here. But, but, but so, the, CDC, um, doc, I, had,
0: the CDC has been forced to reverse itself several times on several things they've said. And again, you've got peer-reviewed information. Listen, we know that what the doctor said in Florida, the Surgeon General of Florida had to say, is true. They did an actual study. 18 to 38-year-old men, uh, males predominantly, are seeing an 84 83 84% increase in cardiac-related death within 28 days of taking the vaccine. Why can't we inform people of that? That's sick. It's critical and it's cohesive
1: with everything we know. Uh, There's over 200 papers now on COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis. All the vaccines cause myocarditis, all of them do. And uh, now Petone and colleagues in circulation, our best cardiology journal, they've reported on 100 documented fatal cases in the UK. That's just what we know about. Uh, This is astonishing that the vaccines are still on the market uh, and, I, and what I've said now, Joe, is it's 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 I think this is clear uh, when people are dying now of unknown cause of unknown cause with no antecedent fatal illnesses and no obvious explanation. They're dying in, in regular life on the athletic playing field or in their sleep. It is the COVID-19 vaccine until proven otherwise. Now, if the family comes out and says, hey, they didn't take a vaccine, we'll, we'll, we'll take it off the table. Right. But I'm telling you as a cardiologist and an expert in adjudicating death in studies and in large clinical programs, it's the vaccine until proven otherwise. If there's an autopsy or a clinical evaluation that says there's obviously something else, okay. But right now, since the majority of Americans took the vaccine, it's the smoking gun.
0: Dr. Peter McCullough, go and, and follow his podcast. It's AmericaOutloud.com, and then look for Dr. Peter McCullough's um, show. It's very, very important that we get the, the true information out there. And, Doctor, uh, I've talked to several doctors, as, and many that you know, Dr. Urso, Dr. Malone will be on again tomorrow, uh, Dr. Jesse um, um, uh, Lopez out in, uh, in Kansas. And, and to a doctor, they've all said the problem is, that, that when you get injected with a spike protein, you have an autoimmune problem because your body thinks you have COVID and the spike protein never goes away. So your body is overactively fighting it constantly and that ends up uh, in death, uh, either severe injury or death in a lot of people. Do you agree with that, that it's the fact that your body is continuing to fight something that you probably don't even have? That's true. You, you know, just to clarify, <clears throat> uh,
1: there's the direct injection of the spike protein with the with – the, um, Novavax vaccine, which is recently on the market. right? But with Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson, it's actually the injection of the genetic code. Okay. And then the, the human cells produce the spike protein for an uncontrolled duration and quantity and also an uncontrolled location. This happens in the brain, the heart, uh, in delicate organs like the reproductive organs. Yes, That's the reason why this is so deadly. And you're right, the immune system is on overdrive trying to fight off the spike protein We have data from Bruce Patterson at Dx. It looks like the spike protein just doesn't get out of the body. The genetic material is in the body as long as it's been looked for. Stanford, Rokin and colleagues have found it months afterwards in the body. It doesn't look like it's digesting out of the body.
0: And, and, and by the way, the so-called medical experts that don't like you because you're telling the truth have said, oh, it doesn't affect uh, mother's milk. Yes, it does. It doesn't affect fertility. Yes, it does. It isn't causing, you know, spontaneous abortion. Yes, it is. So uh, at the end of the day, we're finding out that everything you've been telling me and my audience and others, much bigger audiences like Joe Rogan, um, has been proven to be true. So why don't they just do an about face and say, hey, listen, we didn't have enough studies. Now that we've got the studies, we've got to correct all this information on this show today, doctor. During a commercial break on a radio station that I can't hear, they might be promoting, go and get your fourth, your, your fourth or fifth booster.
1: At this point in time, it's reprehensible. Uh, the bivalent boosters <clears throat> were only tested on small number of animals and preclinical models uh, in, in, in these animal models. And in fact, they failed. The Omicron was not stopped by the bivalent booster. There was a false surrogate antibody rise. And in an unprecedented fashion, the FDA approved these for EUA use with no human data. We have no idea of what they do in the human body. And sadly, one of the first Canadians to receive the bivalent booster in Saskatoon, she took the shot and she was texting her daughter. She died right there in the pharmacy. Wow. So this is going to continue. Uh, you're right. Uh, you know, everything single single thing you said is supportable. Fertility, male fertility dropped in two studies, one from China, one from Israel. Gat and colleagues, uh, reductions in sperm motility and in quantity, probably taking some men into the infertile range, at least temporarily. Female fertility, we don't yet know, but the paper you quoted by Hannah and colleagues disturbing that the the, the messenger RNA gets in the breast milk to the baby. Uh, and, And, you know, Americans were given assurances that this was safe and reasonable in pregnancy. No, it isn't. It was never tested in pregnancy. We never used new drugs or pharmaceuticals, and we would never, ever consider a new genetic product for the first time to be injected in pregnant women. The FDA, the CDC, the American College of Obstetrics and gynecology they're off the rails on this. This is so yeah. far away from good general practice uh, at this point in time. Again, the, the adjectives are reprehensible, uh,
0: immediately Uh, uh, remove these from the market. We need to seek justice for our malfeasance. You know, we know that a long time ago, the Nordic countries uh, stopped giving the Moderna shot to any male 30 and younger because of the higher instance of, uh, of myocarditis. We also know that we've been told by the government from day one, and by the way, it's a uh, cardiologist, epidemiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough, go and uh, make sure that you check out his program. It's amazing, americaoutloud.com, and look up his program, Dr. Peter McCullough. We know that we were told from the beginning, from the, from the uh, CDC, from the NIH, from Fauci, from the White House... Under Biden, that the shot will absolutely stop you from getting it and stop you from spreading it. And today, you probably have seen this, Doc, and I want to show it on the screen. We have this story from The Blaze. Pfizer executive admits COVID-19 vaccine was never tested to prevent transmission. This is scandalous. So, l- why did they say that did the white house make it up did the cdc make it up i mean what is your opinion on this why would they say you can't get it and you can't spread it when you could the entire time in fact they never even tested it and studied it to see if it could um, stop it from being spread we know you can still get it and spread it so why in your heart of hearts do you think they said that it was a false narrative it's pretty clear it was an intentional misleading of americans
1: and the world now the executives come out remember Deborah Burks came out, former uh, White House task force member. She said we knew these vaccines weren't going to work. Yeah. She said this. Now we have a Pfizer executive before the European Parliament, stunning admission that she knew the vaccines had never been tested to reduce transmission. So here we go. There have been false claims. The first one is the vaccine stopped the infection. No, there were thousands of breakthrough cases. The CDC kept tracking hospitalizations and deaths and fully vaccinated Americans because there were too many of them. Then the second false claim was that they stopped transmission. Now the Pfizer executive says that's not the case. Our CDC director came out in mid 2021, they don't stop transmission. That should have caused all the mandates to be dropped immediately because it wouldn't, wouldn't make the workplace any safer, wouldn't make the military any safer, schools, et cetera, don't stop transmission. The third false claim is they make COVID milder. I still have people saying this. There's not a single randomized trial with hospitalizations and deaths as a primary endpoint, even a secondary endpoint, that shows the vaccines make it milder or reduce these endpoints. The FDA never granted that claim, and there's no valid retrospective study that shows this. So there's been three false claims of the vaccine program. I think there's going to be a false, another fourth one saying that it, it stops COVID from coming back into populations. And again, that, that can't be the case because
0: it doesn't stop COVID-19. Is there anybody, Doc, and it's Dr. Peter McCullough, epidemiologist, cardiologist, expert on, on these things. He's giving only peer-reviewed information. He's not making anything up. Is there any, um, any scenario that you can think that, that taking that shot, the mRNA shot, would be helpful to a human being? Or should it not be taken by anybody for any reason? No,
1: I agree with the World Council for Health. You know, they issued a pharmacovigilance report June 11, 2022. You know, the conclusion after looking at all the safety databases worldwide, it's a very comprehensive report pull them off the market, not safe for human use. Uh, Even in the most elderly and frail people, it's a disaster. Recent paper by Mortz and colleagues showed a 76-year-old man with Parkinson's disease, he's frail, uh, he takes uh, two or three shots, then takes that final booster and develops fatal necrotizing encephalitis and myocarditis. It basically did him in. Joe, these aren't safe for anybody.
0: And and again, um it's your opinion that with Burke's lying, and by the way, she, I think she lied to, to Trump as well. She literally said, I, I said what I thought I needed to say, whether it was true or not, uh, just to promote people going and getting this. And at the same time, there was this collusion about, ivermectin is no good it's a horse paste or uh, you can't see hydroxychloroquine or or it should be banned from Twitter when we know that those two medicines worked I mean I think hydroxychloroquine works very very well in Nigeria because they've got malaria issues there and there's a lower happenstance of COVID-19 oddly in Nigeria India proved that ivermectin works so why collude was this about making money for see I've got a couple of theories and, and I really wonder Doc if you agree with either one of these either it was about power and control can we make the masses do what we say and I also think that it was about making a ton of money for the pharmaceutical companies where royalties are being kicked back to people like Fauci. What do you think?
1: You know, in our book, Courage to Face COVID-19, Preventing Hospitalizations and Deaths While Battling the Biopharmaceutical Complex, true crime author John Leake, the primary author, indicates that this was a plan. This was a plan to suppress early treatment, to promote fear, suffering, hospitalization, death, actually intentionally to cause harm to prepare the world to accept mass vaccination. This wow. is living out the dreams of philanthropist Bill Gates. Uh, the biopharmaceutical complex includes the World Economic Forum, Gates Foundation, the Wellcome Trust, uh, Gavi, SEPI, uh, the Center for Epidemic Preparedness and Innovation formed by Gates and the WEF, uh, the World Health Organization, which attempted to get power and control over the entire world for health emergencies. Uh, uh, Unitaid, Eco Health Alliance, uh, the U.S. CDC, NIH, FDA, all the regulatory agencies. You know, the suppliers are the pharmaceutical manufacturers, but I think these other agencies in the complex are driving the 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 the, the ship here. They figured out a way by declaring worldwide and national emergencies to drain treasuries dry. You know, with the COVID nineteen pandemic response, ten percent of GDP was was basically. Uh, consumed in this. It sent us into an an inflationary spiral. And there's no accounting, no government oversight. There's no voting on this. Do you know the bivalent vaccines, which failed in animals, they were already pre-purchased before there was any studies. Uh, Monkeypox, all the supplies there were all pre-purchased. The monkeypox vaccines have not stopped a single case. In fact, now there's cases of monkeypox being reported in fully vaccinated individuals. Uh, you know, the vast majority of doctors are saying nothing about COVID. Do you know I've never had an email or phone contact from another chairman of medicine or a chief of cardiology infectious disease? None of them, I assume, may agree with me because no one's expressed disagreement. Yeah. The only uh, criticism I've received is from uncredentialed anonymous Fact checkers on the internet. Right. Uh, You know, we don't even know who these people are. The people making comments on my Wikipedia page, I don't even know who they are, Joe.
0: It's amazing. It's Dr. Peter McCullough, um, AmericaOutloud.com slash the-McCullough-Report. Go and follow him right now. Get the book that he mentioned earlier. We'll put that up as well. Doc, come back off and let us know what's happening with this. I tweeted to Elon Musk before, and he has answered, so maybe I'll try to tweet to him as well to find out the status of your, of your, um, of your account. You should be able to say what, you're able to, what you've learned through your, your medical history. I mean, you've got more letters after your name than anybody else I know. That's obvious that you've got the education and the knowledge that, that's needed for us to to learn and i'm really sorry this happened to you we'll keep you updated on that keep us up and updated on this set, okay thanks a lot joe always appreciate you uh come back uh anytime we're back after this stay right here this is the joe Pag show Great to have you. Appreciate you. I will have that entire interview up on in my Rumble tonight. Let's do the pop culture. Beep. Dirty pop. Go. All right, Polo, what's happening? So today, Blake Shelton announced that after next season, he'll be leaving The Voice. No. No, he's the, the best reason to watch that show, no? After being there for 12 years. That's pretty crazy. No, gotta be 12, I think it's six years. That can't be 12 years, can it? It says 12 years. Doesn't say seasons? It says years. All right, bro. Appreciate your polo. Thanks. Sam, thank you. Kerry, thank you. I'm Joe. Back tomorrow. That interview and the others will be up tonight. See you later. This is The Joe Peg Show.